The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being an intentional spirit. Uh, We celebrate intentional spirits every week. They are the individuals that they are more than people who have intentions. Um, We're coming upon the New Year soon, and and we we see all the time people create New Year's resolutions, or they make a do list, or what they're going to accomplish, and those are they're great and they're very admirable. They are intentions. But it's the intentional person that regardless of circumstances or situations or no's or rejections or whatever one may face, that they continue to live out the totality of their intentions. And I'm thrilled today that we have two people like I just described because they are movers and shakers on the planet. Um, We have Deirdre Hayde and we have Will Arts with us today. Welcome to the show. So glad you're here. So happy to be here. Really delighted. Yep, me too. (laughs) Me three. (laughs) Me four. (laughs) Me me in. Me all in, for sure. Um, Well, you know, there's so much excitement about having you on this show, and because um, our audience uh, is so familiar with both of you, But um, let's take a journey with your former, your past lives of your other chapters and and then how the two of you came together. So, so Will, tell us about the phenomenon that uh, you started many years ago in in the New Thought and in the open-hearted movement. Well, I would guess you're not referring to my uh, my miscellaneous ramblings uh, at night, but you're probably talking about uh, what the bleep do we know? Um, yeah, so I'm I uh, I got inspired about 15 years ago to make that movie because um, I had degrees in physics and math, and I'd always been interested in science. And then I'd spent 20 years of uh, spiritual inquiry on the path, and decided to put the two together and make what was going to be a tiny little documentary that I hope maybe. 
uh, 150 people would see. Um, and then as I got more and more into it, I started getting the sense that there was a huge number of people out there who were looking, really looking for this information and looking for a certain amount of validation to what they had intuitively been feeling and thinking and reading about and studying. And lo and behold, it all came together in the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know?, which seems to have done all of the above. I don't don't know that I've ever met anybody that hasn't watched What the Bleep. (laughs) That's kind of like a, you know, a party question. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think What the Bleep do you know? And there's something kind of discerning if they go, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I know, I know. And sometimes you say that, you know, what the bleep do we know? And they, and if they haven't seen it, they just kind of look at you and blink three or four times and think, why would anyone ever make a movie with that title? So um, then I'm like, well, you, you got to watch it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But for those who have who have seen it, of course, it did it did stick in people's mind, and you know, I was very happy with uh, how it was received, and really how the community um, got the movie out there because we got nothing but bad reviews. Um, they started calling it the review proof movie because people kept reviewing it, and they were. I don't know what they they wanted, but they certainly didn't like what we were offering, and so it got panned everywhere, and yet people would see it, and they would tell their friends, and this was in the early days of people using Internet, and they started uh, emailing everyone around the country, and we ended up having a a very good domestic box office run and ended up playing in, I don't know how many countries, 20 countries around the world, so it... it, uh, it really took off because, you know, we have a, a community of people that up until then had been somewhat disparate, and we kind of all came out of the closet. Well, I, I also um, would like to say to people that if you haven't watched it in a while, it's kind of like reading one of those uh, really phenomenal books, either in Unity or Science of Mind or with Hay House, um, it's like that kind of magic because we continue to evolve and change. Um, the movie takes on a lot of different meanings. I watched it not too long ago, and I was able to get, you know, so much deeper into some of the concepts uh, that I was before, so I'd encourage everyone to do so. And oh, the other thing as kind of setting a new precedent, I mean, it was after that, that a lot of other filmmakers kind of took on this idea of featuring several speakers, teachers, experts. So you started kind of a bigger, you know, a a much different way of doing uh, film and and documentaries. And so congratulations. Very appreciative to you about that as well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I didn't really have much experience in making movies. So, you know, when I put it together, um, I wasn't bound by a lot of old ideas and just kind of, you know, let what I was trying to communicate dictate the form of the movie, and it just came out different, much to my happiness. Much to much to all our happiness. Well, well dear Dre Haidt, I know that your work is used by uh, Jack Canfield. How, how did you become intentional? Uh, tell us a bit about your, your walk and your journey. Yes, uh, thank you so much. Um, well, my entire life has really been about the spiritual life. And uh, 
that has always been the most important thing uh, to me. Um, I just came in this way. Uh, we lived in, in the Deep South um, in North Carolina and also in Memphis, Tennessee. And um, the things I saw that were painful, I, I questioned, and so I prayed. I just said, if I find God and I have this connection to God, then... Um, I'll be able to to live in this world and make peace with with what I see. So this has been a lifelong journey, and um, my intention was always to bring the spirit, the understanding of spirit, into the world. I began to teach a class in angels when I was eight years old. Uh, I even have the journal, and then um, when I was a uh, 16, my mother was diagnosed with terminal uh, breast cancer and had a radical mastectomy, was given a year to live. And by her and I praying together, a light filled the room and she lived uh, 13 years longer than the doctors ever said she could live. Um, When I was 16 also, we were given a, a copy of A Course in Miracles that was Xeroxed. It was um the the first edition we studied that so that that's been my whole life and then about 10 years ago um the presence or god whatever word you want to use said to me well you've accumulated this life of knowledge of wisdom of study uh you need to start to share that and give back uh in a bigger way and begin to um give spiritual healings so uh, I was a little reticent to do that. Um, I was a little concerned of what, what people might think, like, you know, who am I to do that? But God uh, kept pressing me to, to do this, and um, I finally did, and it just took off. It really, from then on, it just took off. And that's how I met Jack Canfield and Donna Karen uh, and many many other celebrities I've worked with around the world. And then I was inducted into the Transformational Leadership Council uh, with Marianne Williamson and Reverend Beckworth and uh, Barbara Marks Hubbard's many other transformational leaders. So God just really put me on a great journey of, of joy uh, to get to do the work I do and share, share the knowledge I've been given. Um, it's been wonderful. And that's where I met Will, my husband. So that's how that happened, and I did. I, you know, I, I had an intention in my heart of what I wanted to do, but what it looked like, how that happened, you know, that really was the universe, and I just said yes. I just showed up and said yes. Well, how? I know I'm interested, so that means that everyone listening is interested as well. Is there a story behind? I mean, obviously, you were all, both of you were part of the transformational leadership team, but is there a defining moment of how you came together in a new way? Uh, yes, there is. Um, I, we just wonder how defining you want the moment to be. <laughs> not too defining. Not too defining. Okay, she just said not too defining. Um, so <laughs> whoever was out there is chuckling because everyone, because everyone out there is psychic and they just got the defining moment right then and there. So now we can move on to the less defining moment. And, um, it was just, 
Um, we started, uh, I, I would go down for some counseling with uh, Deirdre, and Deirdre is quite the, the seer. She's, um, uh, you know, in the, in the olden days, they would have put her at the Oracle of Delphi. Um, she has that ability. She knows what's happening and often knows what's going to happen. And I would go down there um, to have sessions with her. And uh, at one point I realized here's a woman who's, you know, getting up every morning at 7 and doing healings on people from 8 in the morning till 7 at night. And, oh, my God, that must be so exhausting. And when does she ever have time to have dinner and just relax. And so I decided that I was going to have dinner with her after a session, and to which she said, okay, it's not a date, as long as it's not a date. And I said, yeah, no, it's not. I don't want it to be a date. I'm just, we're just having dinner together. <laughs> so um, that was both of us being a little oblique and obscure um, and not really realizing what was really happening. And then one thing led to another, and everyone got the psychic download on the other, and here we are. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, thank you. We love celebrating love. It just is always wonderful. There's yeah. um yeah, it always touches our hearts, you know, when when two great souls find each other, uh, not even intending to do so, that's for sure. So we we actually didn't um intend, but I as I I think our souls did and you know, some sometimes uh Temple of the Soul will have an intention, and I found that um, when we can tune into what our soul's intention is, uh, then the the real magic can happen. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, it sounded like uh, both of you and your personalities were real clear, but that didn't seem to work. <laughs> yes, well, sure. it was really funny because um, Will likes to say that uh, I was all buttoned up which I pretty much was, um, dedicating my life to God and not interested in having um, another relationship. Uh, I was a single mother with two small kids and uh, just didn't see how a relationship could fit in. But um, God was had other ideas, and I'm so grateful that, uh, that God and my soul had other ideas because we're definitely very much in love, and Will is really extraordinary. So I'm very, very blessed. Yeah, well, just so happy for both of you. And, and now you're not only doing things um, individually, but you're co-creating great things. You you have a new book, The Not-So-Little Book of Surprises. Is there a, a way that that came into being? Yes. Yes. I will say. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, but before I do that, um, since you said – uh, you know, how we got together, um, I opened our not-so-little book of surprises to a page, and I would like to read this poem because it's a book of quotes uh, that I took out of 10 years of Deirdre's teaching of transcripts and these poems that she's been writing ever since she was probably three. Um, so this is going to answer the question uh, of us getting together. <clears throat> and the poem on page 74 goes like this. Let's find each other in the dark, where your touch and the scent of your breath become my dark vapor. Let's find each other in the dark, where the shores of our existence and the swell of a shimmering magnolia become the languid woolen fields of love. Let's find each other in the dark, in the last utterance of a violin string plucked 
The river's ravine across your far, wide hand. Let's find each other in the dark, my love, where silence melts in the quiet of our forgiving. Wow. Yeah. At, if whenever you wrote that at three, Deirdre, you knew what you were looking for inside. That is very, very powerful. That's a yes. big wow. That's exactly right. Well, this yeah. this this not so little book of surprises. Um, well, there was a surprise. We had the perfect answer to your question just sitting right there. Um, what happened was someone sort of planted a bug in my ear. Um, that someone could just take a bunch of Deirdre's quotes and poems and put them together in a little book. And I thought about that for about a day and then came up with the title, The Little Book of Surprises, and um, just started working on it. And my experience as a documentary filmmaker, you spend a lot of time going through transcripts and pulling out quotes of juicy parts of the interview, so I have that um, ability so I just went through and basically in a in two days I pulled about about sixty pages worth of quotes and about that time we were going to associate pictures with it and Deirdre said well there's this um, person she's been working with for all these years Andre Balog who aside from being a world class concert violinist also has been taking pictures. And he's such an artist that he has no idea what to do with them because he's not a good marketer. So why don't maybe we can use some of his pictures. And once we looked at what he had, we said, oh, we can use all of his pictures to make it really more of an artistic work that it was just a collaboration of three people. So um, I pulled the quotes and Andre uh, supplied the photos and he and I designed some of the images in the book. And basically, three months later, the whole thing was done and off to the printer. And they're, they're beautiful, by the way. And I would urge everyone listening to go online and get several copies of this book because it's going to be the one that you're going to want to use this year as a stocking stuffer uh, to send a message out to some people that you know are somewhere between asleep and, and wanting to wake up. The images are gorgeous, and of course, they're the depth of these two people kind of carries through everything that's being said. Well, I'm so grateful that both of you are are on the show, and I just appreciate our listening audience so much because of you. We are in countries all over the world, and you are the reason that we continue to do the show and, and feature such great. Uh, incredible people in their humanity while their spirituality is soaring through and not other than our, our dear Dre and our beloved Will today. Um, while we are on break, please go to bookofsurprises.com. That's bookofsurprises.com. You can read more about these incredible authors as well as the photographer. And we'll be right back. Thank you for being with us. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. 
thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. that the Buddha gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that Jesus gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that both these masters taught exactly the same thing? And guess what? They did not teach the law of attraction. They taught the great paradox of prosperity. You can have anything you want. Why, you can have things you don't even know you want, but not by wanting them. Instead, put your attention on the vibrant presence of the divine within. Do that and your life will change. It has to. That is the natural order. Want to crack the code on the great paradox? Get Janet Connors' The Lotus and the Lily. Available everywhere great books are sold. the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And we are talking about the not-so-little book of surprises with the authors of Great Energy, Deirdre Haid, as well as her beloved husband and co-partner in All of Life and What Matters, Will Arnst, the creator of What the Bleed Do We Know. So welcome back, guys. It's so great to have you. Um, you. You had read the, you had read the poem, um, the one that just called you into being, Will. <laughs> it was it was your destiny when she wrote that poem as a as a young child that uh, you were tagged. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It was uh, I was in the gun sights for a while. We just didn't realize it. <laughs> we were in the dark, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even with Deirdre going, this is not a date, people. This is not a date. <laughs> Yes, yeah. and I kept saying that this is not a date, and but my heart just kept growing, and I I really was in love with Will and fell in love with Will, and um, 
I think I first realized that when he told me that he was seeing somebody else. <laughs> and then my heart pulled and I went, Oh, oh dear, what what's that about? <laughs> yeah, and then and then she moved on from uh, this is not a date. She moved on to oh that'll never work. This will never work. Right. <laughs> because I'd never been married before, and you know, getting most you know men, I guess, getting married in their sixties, they've never been married. You know, it, it can be a, a a difficult transition. So she, for a while, the mantra was oh, that'll never work. <laughs> But it did. <laughs> and then now the mantra is, wow, is this working well? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, I, I celebrate that so much uh, about you. you. It, it's, a, it's a warm story near and dear to my heart because my, the love of my life, too, we've been together 11 years, and we both said oh. no, 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 and, and absolutely no. <laughs> right. Absolutely <laughs> so no. I know. By not working, so it's a it's a phenomenal thing. Um, share with us some of the the writings with the book. I would I would love to hear the the depth of the sacred writing as well as some of your current interpretations or feelings or responses to those. Well, thank you so much. I, w- I would love to um, just kind of to give everybody an idea of where this came from because I've been conversing with angels and beings of light of the ascended masters who've been coming to me since I was a very, very young child with wisdom. Um, I kept writing them down. I would meditate on this. I would listen deeply. Um, And I began to teach and write down what I was given because it so transformed my life, transformed my life fully beyond my wildest dreams. Uh, where all my dreams really have come true. All my dreams have come true. And um, I wanted to share this. So Will pulled out some of these uh, messages um, from my own vision, my own wisdom, and from the divine beings. Um, the, the backbone of the book is a poem called In the Honey Jars. Will picked that out. And In the Honey Jars is a poem that was given to me by the prophet Isaiah. He came to me the way Yogananda has come to me and Jesus, uh, St. Catherine has come to me. Many beings have come to me in the physical form and spoken to me. And this was, Gabriel did not come in a physical form, but in a, a vision. And he spoke, I just wrote down what he said. And the poem in the honey jars is, is his story of the age that is coming. The golden age, honey is gold. Uh, honey is the the energy of the divine presence of the the feminine light, um, and and that's the metaphor in the poem is the honey. Uh, so it starts out: Am I really alive? Am I really here? I wandered on the stardust to understand the question. To try to know what recollections made have left me here, unknown and unseen. A mysterious hand pushed me on until I asked who and what it is I am. And I am is the question, is the spiritual question. I am is who we are. I am that I am. And in the this uh, poem really is asking us to ask ourselves, 
you know, who we are and what is our journey as the, the human soul throughout time and throughout creation and where, uh, where are we going. Um, so the poem goes, that's just the beginning. The poem goes through the entire book, and at the end there's a surprise ending, and there's many uh, codes in the, in the poem for awakening. So that takes us right into the next statement, um, and this is for me, and this is what I want to share with all of you, is that God actually wrote a map, a code, so that you could enter into joy, happiness, and bliss whenever you want to, that you have had illuminations, true prophetic experiences that have come to you, but you may have walked right by them. So in this, what I've learned and and what I share with people from these divine beings is that you have a code in your DNA, in our DNA, that is really the God code, and it is the code of our self-empowerment to become the creators along with God. And this code is in every single person. Everyone has it. Um, It's your birthright. And what we must do now is clear away the encumbrances so that we aren't we aren't activating the code it's like now in science they know you can turn your genes on and you can turn your genes off the good genes on hopefully the not good genes off you can turn on your genes your god genes for you to be in the bliss and the happiness and the joy of creation and when this happens you are able to create your world in a quantum field you enter into quantum creation which is the ability to think a thought and it manifests and when enough of us think the thoughts of love and care and compassion our world will change our world will reflect what our thoughts are um, so Another uh, little quote from the book is um, about the soul. Um, is that the, the this world of pain and suffering and death and confusion is not the world of your soul. This is not the soul's home. So the soul is a visitor in this uh, third dimension, and we have to take care of our soul. So we have to teach the soul and care for the soul. Uh, so that the soul, your soul feels safe and your soul will be activated and do its magic. So the soul, when it gets here, it says, where am I? What's this place I got dropped into? Because the soul's reality, your soul lives in light where there's no disease and no war. Nothing breaks. So your soul wonders, oh, my gosh, you know, I got a cut. I don't understand. And so you must become the shepherd of your soul, and you must care for your soul and talk to your soul like this. You know, I know it's really scary out there, soul. I've got you covered, okay? I've put on my mittens. I have a coat. You won't freeze to death. You must talk to your soul because your soul is young here. Whereas in the worlds of light, your soul is infinitely wise. You've got wings. The soul says, yo, I can fly. The soul comes here, and it's like, oh, where did my superpowers go? My wings, act. <laughs> so when we activate our soul, we our superpowers come back. And that's, uh, that's what we're on the, um, the journey. We're on the journey of regaining our superpowers. 
And I'm, I'm going to interject a little something here, being the person who picked these quotes. Um, and one thing that I, I was looking for is something, well, these, a lot of these were given as Deirdre was teaching. So she was in front of um, a group of uh, students and uh, listeners and whatnot. And um, in, that, in that setting, it's very, it's very informal. It's very conversational. And I really like that um, way because often when you read the spiritual books, you know, people sit down and write books, and it's it's all very proper English. And I liked I liked her. She had a very fresh approach to it. So a lot of the ones I I picked were, were kind of funny or whimsical, like that last one. She goes, "Yo, soul, hey, where are my superpowers? I can fly. Yo, what happened to my wings?" I mean, so there's a there's a, a lightness of spirit through a lot of this book. And um, it was like in What the Bleep, I had some very humorous parts. And I think that often as we all are on our path, it gets very serious and it can get very, you know, a bit heavy. And there are parts of this that are just just a delight to read and the pictures are beautiful. And I just want people to have have some fun with the book. So that's what I have to say. Well, those um, uh, those two that you read are are not only powerful, but yet they're, they're so practical. And uh, one of the things I've observed uh, through the years is that, you know, you might hear of something that's kind of shocking or you didn't see it coming or, you know, most things we don't. But anyway, something happens and it could be traumatic or, you know, drama. The personality is going, what do you mean, you know, I'm not going to be doing this as a career or that kind of thing. But it is interesting, um, like you're saying, and in both of you, is that when you'll just take a moment in the silence with that that archetype of the teacher within, and just say, "All right, soul, hit me straight. You know, it, it give me some insight." It is amazing how you immediately calm, and it's almost like you start laughing. Like, "Oh, this is absolutely no big deal." It's, as a matter of fact, I'm looking forward to this. Right. And so I love the the teaching facet that you're that you're offering is is for people to get with intention into the practice of doing that because if we just stay in that small window that we're looking at or that first assessment of a situation I mean we can get into that one story and and go to town and call all of our friends and everything else but if we just simply will ask our soul Okay, is this this big of a deal? I mean, many times I've gotten, no, this is really going to work out so much better than what you could imagine, and then I start laughing. Right. Oh, absolutely. And that's the that's the play of the universe, the Leela. Um, we're here to to work and play, work and play. And the way I see it with work and play is that we, we don't want to work so hard that we – we get down and, and life gets heavy. We want to have that playful quality. But we really are here from my uh, vision and my observation of a lifetime of spiritual study and communication and uh, working with thousands of souls, uh, giving healings, is that we are here to redeem the broken parts of our world, not to judge them but to redeem them, to make them whole. And that truly is our service. And 
in that that there is a work in that because we have to be mindful. We're asked to be mindful. We're asked to look at a situation in a different way than maybe we're looking at them. But at the same time, we we must play in the dance, the Leela of the universe, because God will bring to us uh, lessons and teachings, and we simply just need to be aware and really be in, in that river. I've come lately to to really give an analogy that that God is a river, that the creation is a river, and we're in the river. And we want to be in the river because, you know, if we're not in the river, we're, we're not in our body. We're somewhere else. But while we're here, we're in this river, and we have a boat. And our job is to navigate the river. Sometimes there's a boulder, and it means we need to turn. We need to see the boulder, not keep our face down in the water so we hit it and go splat. But we need to see the boulder, be able to look ahead, and know how to turn the boat. Sometimes there's rapids. It's scary. It's fast. A lot's happening. We can't control. We have to keep our center, keep that boat upright. Sometimes we'll get to a placid part of the river where we get to relax. Oh, this is lovely. But then the river turns the corner. Um, and from, to me, that's, at least for me, that helps me the most because life comes and I go, oh, right, I'm on a river. And if you've ever seen a river, it changes. It's never the same. And we want to be on the river. Um, but we're here to, to be a master of this river, of this energy called life. And we're here to redeem uh, the places in our world and ourselves where, uh, where we are broken and make them whole again. And we do that. We've, we've, done a, we've lived a good life. So I, I know that, um, you know, from the level of, of, of shamanic practices and, and soul retrieval, we're bringing forth the energy where an individual was uh, fragmented. And yeah. that brings uh, different imagery as well as a different sense of wholeness and, and energy in, into their being. Um, can you describe, because we have um, so many curious listeners we're kind of hanging on to every word that you and Will are saying. Um, how, when you talk about redeeming the sense of, you know, what is broken, uh, is there a process? Uh, is it uh, having intention and and knowing what will be forthcoming? Is it learning not to look at windows and labeling them, this is wrong and this is better? Or how... how um, elaborate for us. I mean, we have both of you wise people on the show, and I want to take advantage of it. Well, thank you very much. Yes, there's absolutely um, skill sets or, or practices for this. You know, the mind left on its own, our mind is very helter-skelter. The mind um, that creates our thought, our ego structure, you know, left on its own, it, it just goes to chaos. So, we must, it's very important that we access a higher part of our mind, the observer. And uh, I'm just going to give a few of the, the, um, the teachings I give uh, from the Not-So-Little Book of Surprises. One is the silent watcher. And we could do that right now if you just take a moment and invoke the silent watcher. The silent watcher is an ascended being of light that is part of you that is the all-seeing eye 
from a neutral place of watching your world. Many times I feel the silent watcher is a beautiful cape of purple light. And you can just imagine this beautiful cape of purple light descending over you, just washing over you, covering you until you're in this beautiful radiant purple light. And then imagine from this cape there's an eye. And this eye may be looking from your back or from your front or to the side. This is the all-seeing eye. See, that you, we shift our perception of reality. Now, from this place, from the silent watcher, we begin a practice. And the practice is very simple. From this all-seeing eye, from non-judgment, from the great silent watcher, the ascended master of this silent watcher, look and see in your world, in your mind's eye, is there a relationship where you have a problem, where maybe there was some discord, misunderstanding? Is there a place where you want love and you're not getting love? And I want you just to look at that place in your world right now. Just look at it. And when you see it, I want you to call in a brilliant diamond of light. A brilliant diamond of light. And see that diamond in your hand. So bright. And very softly and quietly ask, presence of pure creation what am i what do i need to see in this relationship to heal what do i need to shift is there something i should say is there something i should do now listen very carefully and when you're going to hear a word or a short little sentence that's your directive from God of how to redeem, how to repair love. Because love is healing and discord is the brokenness of love. Love is still there. And now I want you in your mind's eye to take that beautiful diamond, that beautiful light, and I want you to give it in your mind's eye to the person that you want to heal with. And bless their soul. Bless them. And tell them what you need to tell them. Take a deep breath. And when you're ready, just come back up into your normal waking consciousness, back into our mind. And now whatever you heard, what your experience was, think of an action you can take. Now remember, it's not about what you get from the other person. It's only about what your action is to heal and redeem. That's all you have to do. That is what clearing karma is. And so you look, what can I do? And don't expect any kind of response from the person, desire from what you think they should do. It's all about what is your action. And when your action is in right, is in alignment with your soul, your highest self, then you will feel the healing regardless of another person's action. 
And it's, I'm telling you, Temple, there's a miracle here. When you do this enough, when you do this enough, the person will shift. It will shift in a miraculous way and you will have peace and you, the discord will fall away and you won't even know how it happened really. But I have seen this over and over and over and experienced it in my own life. So this is one, one uh, little meditation that you can do. Um, if you do this, your life will transform, I promise. <laughs> Money back guarantee. <laughs> Money back guarantee. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we have it uh, both on Facebook Live as well as um, as an MP3 so that uh, individuals can use it, you know, over and over again and, and, and take the time and make that list and go through that process. That's tremendously powerful. I, I can kind of feel Will in the background just kind of taking all this in. <laughs> yeah, he's here. <laughs> he's here quite a pair. He's just looking like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm just living in the light all the time. <laughs> well, Will, share with us another um, another reading that you picked out for the book. Ah, well, let's see. Which one should I do? Dum-de-dum-dum. Dum-de-dum-dum-dum. Oh, I know which one. I just have to find it. Um, just looking through. There we go. And the uh, photos, you know, we, we'll, <clears throat> we'll have to tell you the book was called The Not-So-Little Book of Surprises because it was going to be a little book. And then the photos of Andres are so amazing. Like, here we have this beautiful picture of a cathedral, the ceiling, and then we have another picture of the of Merkava he put together and uh, of nature, really beautiful, and they were so beautiful, we said, we have to make this a big book, and so Will said, okay, it's the not-so-little book of surprises, um, it's a coffee table book, because the photos are so beautiful. I wondered, I wondered where that, the not so came from. So now it, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, originally it was a little five by seven book of, you know, 60 pages, but, but then we just, uh, I got carried away and it, it, it grew on us. So, okay, here's, here's something, page 113. All the beings of light say, if we can get enough men and women on the ground to hold the light, we're not even talking about enlightenment because it's so misunderstood. It has so much baggage, so let's just forget about that. If we can just get enough people holding the light of love, 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 not perfection, just the practice of love. If we can get enough people doing this, then when rocket ship planet Earth begins to take off, when she shakes, she will only lose a few pieces of herself, and she will make it through the age of the chrysalis. She will survive. She will become her new frequency. The human soul will make it. We will make it. The oceans will come back. The two lions that are left will multiply. We'll get them back. We'll get the streams back. The forests will grow again, and they too will come back. I can see where that one just totally speaks to your heart, because it's so much of the, the work that you've done in the world. How does that touch you, Will? Say that again, please. I can Would see you? clearly that you know that one resonates with you so strongly. How does it? How does it capture you? Well, it's just it's just hopeful. That's that's why it's like hopeful, and you know we 
There's so many things. I mean, the earth is, you know, they call it the Kali Yuga, right? The age of dissolution, uh, everything breaking apart, and all the social structures are coming apart. You know, taboos that existed for centuries were thrown out the window. Um, things are very upside down at times. I mean, we're in a very hectic, chaotic world. And depending on how you focus, things can look kind of dark and like, oh, yuck. But the thing about that is, it, this quote that I read is is hopeful. We'll 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 get them back. The two lions that are left will multiply. We'll get them back. I mean, there's a hopefulness there, and I think that um, it's easy to go into despair at times when you see things happening. You pick up the paper. You hear horrible things that people are doing to people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it it can really drag you down. And but this was it's something so simple the beings of light said if we can just get enough men and women to hold the vibration of love i mean it's like ah oh, there's a way out if you sometimes just feel like there's no way out and and things are going to be horrible and there's nothing you can do about it eh, wrong there is something you can do about it and just just holding the vibration of love just doing what Deirdre said about the silent watcher about redeeming a part that's bringing the love back into the world. All that, it comes together, and our intentions build with each other, and we'll get them back. We'll get the forest back. It'll all be good. So that's... I, love it. I that's absolutely... What, I love it, and I I really... I needed to hear that today, and, you know, as we say a lot, uh, there are no accidents, because I read an article last night about uh, the future extinction of elephants, and and so I want to thank you. It just really touched my heart today to go, absolutely, we're going to get them back. I just, I'm ready to go again. It was just what I needed to hear. Um, and I, that's why I wanted you to elaborate on it because um, we, you know, we are bombarded with a, a lot of information and facts and statistics that, that may not even, re- and more than likely most of the time do not represent the collective whole. So it's really good to have that optimism and and the knowing that everything will recycle and and all will be well. So thank you. Um, give us one more. We still have time. We're we're delving into this book, uh, the not so little book of surprises, uh, collected put by the great authors, uh, Deirdre Hayde as well as Will Arts, and so. Give us one more. Yeah, thank you. I, I will. Um, I want to uh, just quickly elaborate on the, that quote um, from the being that says, "From the beings of light." And I just want all your listeners to know that when when I say that, we're really speaking of the collective of the the ascended masters, avatars, angels of all religions. Now, remember, in heaven, there's no separation. You know, here we have our path. But in heaven, the great leaders of all the religions have come together now in council, in great halls, to save humanity and to help us. They're all working together. Um, and their message is, is that we must work together. Uh, what, whoever speaks to you, whether it's Jesus or Lao Tzu, whether it's Buddhism or Judaism, that, that they're all good. It's all good. But at the top, Everyone meets. Everyone's in the same place. And that's who gave me that message. It was a powerful uh, vision I had where they spoke to me. I was out um, in my oak groves in deep meditation, and they said, please, please tell everyone this, 
that um, we can make it through. We need everyone to now be in a practice of love, uh, and we'll be able to to save our world. So I just I wanted to kind of let you know where that came from, and um, I, I made agreement. I said I promise I'll, I'll get it out. I'll tell people. <laughs> so, um, but thank you so much. Um, so then the, we'll just open up a page. This is also a, a piece of wisdom about um, awaken, awakening, because we are here to awaken, to become uh, conscious, to become our angelic self. Uh, so it goes like this. Um, as you awaken, the ego begins to be washed in a river of higher consciousness or sometimes refined in a sacred fire of higher consciousness. Once this occurs, you begin to live more of your life in your soul's consciousness than your ego's consciousness. And that's what I was talking about earlier, about accessing your soul, that superpower that you have in yourself. It is here in your soul consciousness where you will see, feel, and experience a world that before you did not have access to. And that's the world, as I was saying, that world of light, of, of power of love to think and create, to truly uh, manifest and create the world we are meant to create as um, the beings of light that we truly are. So we continue. So you were denied this access simply because you did not know how to access it or you did not have the keys to enter into the multidimensional realities of life, the spiritual experience of your soul. Now you do. Now you have the keys. So what I'm saying in this is that the, the beings of light that gave me this, you know, they put the keys in this book. Uh, they put the keys in your own meditation. They put the keys in your spiritual practice, whatever lineage you identify with. There are keys there. Begin to look for those keys. Begin to collect those keys. Uh, and that you will be taken into that code, that God code. That's what we're here to do. Wow. So, so very powerful and, and right on point and, and just an incredible time of year for us to be talking about uh, such wisdom from both of you. I want to remind everyone to go to bookofsurprises.com so you can order the book right away. Uh, Jack Canfield endorsed it, as well as Donna Karen, John Gray, and a multitude of people. And it's the not-so-little book of surprises, a great gift to give anybody, anytime. And the, the images and the photography, I agree with you, too. They're, it's just amazing. He did such a such a wonderful job. And I love all the birds. It's just really a beautiful thing. Thank, Thank you, you so much for, for being with us today, dear Dre and, um, and Will. I, I knew the time would go by quickly because um, there's just so much to share and so much to say and love you to be on the show anytime. And thank you for the work that you're doing in the world. And for those of you that love these types of messages and conversations, uh, please visit at templehays.com or firstunity.org. We'd love to hear from you. Peace and many blessings. And remember, peace starts right here and right now. God bless you on this amazing journey we call life. 
Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, Looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose? Join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. When I look at the world around me, I may feel dismayed by the amount of conflict I see. Of course I want things to be different, and perhaps I'm willing to take action, but so often I don't know exactly what to do or how. Sometimes the best place to start is with myself. By first looking at my own life and relationships, I may find areas of conflict that need to be resolved. If I want that resolution, I must work for it within myself. Peace is a personal responsibility, an ever-present power I must choose to accept. Every time I work to heal something within myself, I am helping to heal the world. Peace happens one heart at a time. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio.
Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.